Hi guys, welcome to the Positivity and Mindset Podcast with me, Lauren Balsin. We are going to be talking all things mindset, life issues and general chat about life. I hope that this podcast will make you smile, learn something new and be motivated towards change. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the Positivity and Mindset Podcast with me, Lauren Valsin. I really do hope that you are enjoying these podcasts so far. In my last episode, I interviewed the amazing Georgie and we talked about her fashion brand, Wear the World label, and her journey towards success, including the highs and the lows. And we really wanted for that podcast to show people that although on the outside you may be seeing someone with massive successes, that they've always gone through some sort of journey to get there. They've always been at the depths of almost despair before that they've risen back up to the success that they are now out now at. And I think that what we can learn from Georgie's story is that even if you feel like you're at the lowest of your low at the moment in your life, that there's nothing that can stop you from reaching what you want to achieve nothing that can stop you, that you can definitely do it, if Georgie can do it, if I can do it, if everyone else, the other examples that we have in our lives can do it, then you can definitely do it. We really wanted for people of our age to see what was possible as well for people of our age and the experiences that both she and I went through. Um, So I really hope that that is what came across during that episode I hope that it gave you some inspiration and some motivation so you know that you can truly achieve anything that you put your mind to Um, if you haven't listened to it yet make sure you to go back and listen because it really was so much fun it was a really good podcast it was great to get um, other opinions and you know she was my first guest on the podcast um, and I absolutely loved it. I loved having someone else on the podcast to share their views and their opinions. I thought it was so insightful to be able to kind of hear from someone else's mouth, not just mine, but someone else's mouth that kind of confirms everything that I am previously saying. So that was really good. And I'm really excited to get other people on this podcast so that they too can share their stories and hopefully motivate, inspire and empower people to do what they want to do and to live the life of their dreams. So I absolutely loved having a guest on the podcast. You can definitely expect more guests coming on the podcast. Um, And for today, I'm very excited because we are going to be discussing a topic that really interests me. It's all about how our minds have the ability to heal our bodies. Now, I'm sure we talk- I talked about this in the last episode with Georgie because she mentioned about stress and how when she was feeling very stressed, she started getting eczema appear on her skin and things like this. And when the stress stopped, then the eczema stopped. And I told you in that last episode that this in this episode we were going to go into detail. So now this is the time that we are going to go into detail. Now, I don't know about anyone else or whether this was just me, but I always have had the belief that our minds could heal our bodies. 
I would mostly refuse to take medicine that my parents would try to give me when I was ill. I didn't want to take my asthma pump, and still don't, or any medication prescribed by the doctor. I would never take paracetamol or pain relief because I believed that it would weaken my body's ability to heal itself. And I would always say this from quite a young age as well, as far as I can remember. I also remember um, a friend of mine at school and we would always take away each other's pain with our hands. Um, So what we would do is whether we had an upset stomach or we had a headache, whatever it was, uh, my friend would put her hand, say I had, let's say I had an upset stomach, she put her hand on my stomach and we would imagine the pain being taken out of my stomach, transferring through her hands and into her her body and being released out the other side. And we would do this to each other all the time and it always helped ease the pain. It always helped the pain go away. It was like, oh, it's gone. Thanks so much for that. And we do it to each other all the time. Um, so we always used to do that. And I don't know why, and I never really put much thought into it. But we did do that, and I did always say that stuff as a child. Um, Another thing that I tried, I actually tried the technique on a friend of mine at the hotel where I worked during my placements. This was only last year. Um, And, yeah, yeah, last year. Um, And this friend of mine kept saying about how he had this headache, and it wouldn't go away, and he was in such a bad mood. And I was like, all right. I'll get rid of your headache, and he was like, really, you can get rid of my headache, and I was like, yeah, of course I can, like, obviously, I I, I didn't know what on earth I was doing, but (laughs) I tried anyway, and I put my hand on his, well, in front of his forehead, I told him, close his eyes, and I put my hand just hovering over his forehead, and I said, you've got to trust me, you've got to believe me, and you've got to um, act like this is really happening or you've got to pretend like this is really happening he was like yeah yeah sure okay I'm in I'm gonna do it I was like awesome so my hand is hovering over his head and I said okay imagine now the pain is leaving your head traveling through my hands traveling into me and being released and we did this for a little while not long like a minute or so and then I just put my hand down told him to open his eyes and I was like is it gone and he was like yeah it's gone and I was like what what do you mean? It's gone. And he was like, yeah, it's gone. And I was like, oh, okay then. Uh, that's interesting because I obviously wasn't expecting for it to work. And he kept talking about this kind of pressure that he felt on his head. He kept saying, oh yeah, I could feel you pushing hard on my head. Like I could feel this pressure on your, on my on my head. And I was thinking, I didn't even touch your head. Like I was literally hovering my hand over your head. Um, so that was really interesting and it, so it was really weird and that's just some of the examples that in my life where my body or other people's bodies, um, sorry, my mind or other people's minds have just healed their bodies and it's through belief, I, I guess. So I never took any pain relief or paracetamol or anything like that when I get ill, when, or, yeah, when I get ill now or when I used to get ill. And the pain would just go away. It would eventually just go away, whether I had the paracetamol with the pain relief or not. And it would usually go away a lot quicker. Um, And then with me and my friend at school, the way we'd take each other's pain away, we didn't even know what we were doing. But for us, the pain was gone. The pain was not no longer there and we could carry on with our day. And then the situation at the hotel, where this was 
like I've never spoken about this kind of healing with this my friend of mine at the hotel in my life this was just a random thing I decided to try because I was bored and he said he had a headache (laughs) and it just worked and I just think that is just crazy so now I've dug in you know a lot deeper about this um and we can't forget about the fact that whenever we cut ourselves especially as kids we would have this magic plaster put on our wound which which would usually be bleeding and scar cut our skin has obviously caused a cut in our skin and we get a magic plaster put on our wound and with de- within days it would disappear and we would just be like, okay cool plaster off wound is healed off we go and like when you actually think about it like our body has just regrown around what we just damaged like we didn't do anything to it we literally just put a plaster over it it's like a piece of material so that we couldn't see it but what the plaster doesn't heal us the plaster just protects your skin from it getting infected what actually heals you is your body your body just heals around the wound automatically your skin just reconnects just rebuilds itself and I'd like, and I know it's such a, it's such a normal concept to think about. It's like, yes, okay, we cut our legs, we cut our leg, we cut our arm, we cut our hand, whatever. It bleeds, we put a plaster on, and then it heals. Okay, cool. But what do you mean? Okay, cool. That's amazing that our body actually heals itself in that way without us having to do anything because the plaster doesn't heal it. The plaster just covers it up. The bandage doesn't heal it. The bandage just covers it up. When we get a broken bone, we get, um, obviously, the plaster put on and put our bone put back into place. But the doctors don't actually heal our bones. It's our bones that reconnect and heal over time. So our bodies heal themselves. And that's just kind of mind-blowing when you really, really think about it. And this whole kind of plaster idea of of covering up the wound um I think the idea goes a lot further than we think and I've always had this feeling around our mind being able to heal our bodies and obviously now I've started researching mindset and things like this that topic has come up a few times and it's really really now confirmed my beliefs that I already had about our minds and healing our bodies so I already mentioned in a previous episode about the placebo effect and that when you believe that you are receiving the the drug that will cure your illness, your body creates the drug itself and, and it cures the illness. So the placebo effect is another situation which is just mind blowing of when we believe that we are being healed or we have something that is healing us, a bit like the plaster, then it heals. We don't think anything of it, but our body did it itself. And that's the crazy thing. And another thing that I wanted to mention is that negative thinking works in the exact opposite way. Now, this is really, really important. So if you had, if we took the placebo effect back again, and we had a group of participants with a disease, separated them, gave one group the cure, or maybe gave one group the sugar pill but told them they were getting the cure and told the other group that negative things you know that they were never gonna so they were never gonna be cured this was just gonna be them forever etc etc then 
those people that have been told that they will never be cured will never be cured because they believe that they will never be cured. So negative thinking works in the exact opposite way. So if you're ill and you're thinking, oh God, I'm so ill, I'm going to be off work for the next week or I'm going to be off whatever for the next week, I'm not going to be able to do this, I'm not going to be able to do that, blah, 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 negative, 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 you are going to be very, very ill and it's going to be very sure that you're not going to get any of those things done. So the same way that positive thinking can almost cure the body, negative thinking can do the opposite. So for this episode, I thought it would be a good idea to re-watch one of my favourite documentaries on this type of topic and use that to share the information that I found by watching this and my ideas about it. So I have based this on a documentary called Heal, which you can find on Netflix. That's that Heal, like H-E-A-L. It is awesome. So I definitely would recommend that you watch it. It is extremely eye-opening. So, yeah, let's get started with this documentary. So in this documentary, they say that people with long-term illnesses such as MS, unexplained headaches, seizures and chronic pain etc things like this they're starting to use energy healing and eastern medicine in order to cure themselves the idea is that us as human beings hold on to so much emotion through our lives that we create this density in our bodies which causes our most deadliest diseases and they say they start to question whether we have forgotten how intelligent our bodies really are and this is kind of where the plaster effect comes in Have we forgotten what our bodies truly can do? The way that they can heal themselves. They can heal broken bones. They can heal broken skin. If they can heal broken bones and broken skin, and we've all seen it happen in front of our eyes, then maybe our bodies can heal other diseases and other illnesses, etc. So Joe Dispenza, who is um, a great person in this New Thought movement and... I guess he's a scientist. Um, he has a program uh, called Rewired that I watch and he talks about the brain and things like this and the way that the brain works. Very interesting. Look him up for more information on him. He's an amazing guy. So Joe Dispenza says, the power that made the body can heal the body. Now I love this because it makes perfect sense. The power that made the body can heal the body. Now, our brain is really what makes our body work, right? Without us even thinking about it, our brain is sending signals to our heart, to our lungs, to our kidneys, to whatever, to make sure that they're all running in perfect harmony. Every second of every day, our brain is sending out signals to those areas of our bodies to keep them working. So if that, if the brain has the power to keep all of those parts of our body working like a functioning machine, then the brain surely has the power to then heal the body and to heal it, let's say, fix the machine, if the machine breaks, put it that way. So when he says, the power that made the body can heal the body, that's what I take from that. Now, Joe Dispenza actually experienced an accident, which he talks about in the in the um, documentary. 
where, which led to him being told he would never walk again. And he spent some time reconstructing his, reconstructing his spine through his thoughts. So he closed his eyes and he would just imagine his spine being fixed bit by bit, like vertebrae by vertebrae in his mind. And when he messed up, he said he would go back and he would try again until we got it right. And so he he was told he would never walk again. And he was, by doing this exercise, which is literally just through thought, he was on his feet again within 10 weeks. He explained it as if something had just clicked and his spine was fixed. Now, I love this because I heard before about this kind of idea of imagining yourselves defending the illness. So whether that's through this, what I usually do, I imagine a mini war going on going on in my body. So when I get ill, if I get a cold or something like that, I imagine that my cells are are fighting against the, the illness that has invaded my body. And I kind of imagine that my cells are winning, are, are winning the, the, the war. They're killing all the disease cells. And, and that's what I like to imagine. So the idea of just imagining that can help to cure, cure the illness. Um, so you can, yeah, imagine a mini war going on in your head or imagine your cells engulfing the disease cells like a little Pac-Man going through your body or whatever works for you. Um, and other documentaries have said this is a, this is effective as well. I've heard this idea before and they also speak about it in this particular documentary. So it's definitely an interesting bit to um, think about. So the documentary then goes on to talk about a woman who had who got diagnosed with stage four cancer. She was a very healthy woman. She did yoga every day. She ate well. She seemed to live the kind of most healthy lifestyle that you can imagine. However, she had gone through some very stressful life events. And it is believed that the biggest cause of disease is stress. And I'm a firm believer of this as well, which is why I avoid all stressful situations and I try to control my stress levels as much as possible because I honestly believe that it has the worst effect on your body. When you are feeling stressed, it's, well, I'll, I'll go on to explain in a bit what actually happens to you, but when you're feeling stressed, you're not happy, you're not in alignment, and a lot of today's illnesses are caused from by stress. And if you want to go and research it, then please do, because you will find that stress is the biggest cause of disease. And stress should be avoided at all at all times. And if you think about our day-to-day lives and how often we become stressed, it's kind of scary how often we get stressed, how often we experience stress, and how often people get ill. It's interesting. So the documentary then goes on to explain about the fight and flight response that gets triggered in all humans um, when we go through a stressful situation. So it's like back in the caveman times, there was when we was us against a lion or a tiger or whatever, your flight or fight response will be triggered. This response um, obviously will help you to survive because it means that you can be ready to fight your opponent or run run as fast as you can and because you're put in this fight or flight response other parts of you are um, lowered so for example your immune system is pushed right down because 
when you're in that stressful situation and it's you via tiger or a lion or something like that, then you don't need your immune system because you're about to die, basically. So you don't need your immune system. That's the last thing that you need. Um, and other kind of parts of you just get shut down because it's not important. All that's important is your ability to fight or flight. And that's where all of your energy goes. And this is your our stress response. This is all of our stress response as human beings. And this same response is triggered by bills, by family and friendship disputes, by stressful work. And that tiger or lion becomes our partner versus us. Instead of the tiger and lion versus us, it's our partner versus us. And we get that same flight or fight response, that same stress hormones, the same stress hormones released. And it doesn't matter whether it's a tiger or your partner or something about families and friends and whatever kind of disputes or stressful work situations. It's still it's still the same um, response in our bodies. Our body doesn't know the difference between whether we're trying to fight or flight from our partner or a tiger. However, that means that our immune system is being lowered every single time that we encounter that kind of stressful situation or any kind of stressful situation. And now this information just surprised me a lot because all every single day we have to face some sort of stressful situation. Um, like it's inevitable. There's something will happen. Maybe you have a busy day at work. Maybe you're late for the bus. Maybe you even just stub your toe. Maybe you get some bad news from a family member. You know, stress is in our everyday lives. It's everywhere. We, even when you're looking through social media, even when you're watching the news, that causes the same kind of reaction in your body because although you may not feel like it, you're looking at negative imagery and, or negative situations in the world, especially on the news, and it's telling you, whatever's going on here this big war is going on here and you're like oh my god that's terrible like that's really really bad I'm feeling so scared for all the people that live there and for all of the um, citizens of that country or even your own country wherever the situation is and that same response is um, is activated so we are living in a state of fight or flight a lot of the time when that it should be a kind of one-off occasion really and another thing that really surprised me because I really do try to avoid stress and as soon as I feel myself getting stressed I just stop doing whatever it is that I'm doing because as far as I'm concerned my health and my well-being is way more important than any situation that's going to stress me out so I just stop take a breather and then I can maybe come back to it later but I have many friends and family who have, you know, pretty demanding jobs or pretty demanding um, other friends or family members, let's say, um, who are living in this fight or flight response day in, day out, 24 hours a day. They are living like that. And they are constantly stressed. They are constantly in a stressful situation. I'm sure we all know people in our lives who are like that, who are taking on all of this stress and although it's great you know they're doing it for a good reason I'm not saying that they shouldn't be taking on the stress because 
they probably have to, then they probably need to, but they need to realise the negative effects that this could have on their body later on in life. Most people are constantly operating at this stress mode, which if you can imagine, would be extremely damaging. And the world we live in today causes so much stress, so much negativity, and we just can't allow that to affect our bodies. So the documentary then says that there is a way to activate your immune system using your mind, and there's lots of research behind this. So doctors usually treat the symptoms of the illness rather than the cause. So for example, if your illness is caused by stress, but your symptom is maybe chronic, some sort of pain in your, I don't know, in your leg, in your hip, maybe, in your back, maybe, you know, any pain anywhere in your body, the doctor will treat the pain rather than treating the original stress that you had, of course, because that is a doctor's job and we, we can't expect any more than that, than that because that, their job is to treat the symptoms. Um, so... But the cause that actually caused the pain is stress. And that's what needs to be dealt with because otherwise the doctor may treat your symptom, which is the pain, and then that's done, dealt with, okay? And then if you keep going through stressful situations, that symptom's going to come back again. But it might not come back as pain, it may come back as something else. It may come back as pain elsewhere in your body. And again, the doctor will treat the pain and off you go again. But you're going to keep coming back to the doctor. You're going to keep coming back to the hospital because the cause of the illness, which is the stress, is not being treated. Now, don't get me wrong. Western medicine is useful and beneficial and should always be used. Don't, like, not go to the doctors. Always go to the doctors. If you're ill, if you feel ill or whatever, go to the doctor. The doctors know what they're doing. However, there are so many illnesses where Western medicine just doesn't seem to work. Another thing that was touched on in the documentary was about how impersonal statistics are. So the doctors may say to you that there is a 1% or a 10% survival rate on the disease that you have. And the question that, we, that you really need to ask yourself is why can't that 1% or 10% be you? Because when a doctor says that, oh, there's 10% survival rate, our, our automatic thoughts are, oh my God, okay, I'm going to die because I'm in the 90%. But, but why are you automatically in the 90%? You could easily be in that 10% or you could easily be in that 1%. They say that you are either living in fight or flight or rest and repair and that it all comes down to your thinking and mindset. So there are two ways of living, fight or flight, or rest and repair. So you need to have a little think about, you know, what you're, what you're um, living in majority of the time. Are you mostly calm? Are you mostly rested? Are you mostly, you know, getting your stuff done, but in an enjoyable and calming way? Or are you mostly stressed? Are you mostly um angry are you mostly you know all over the place are you living in fight or flight or, or rest or repair those are the two options and that all comes down to your thinking and mindset so they also mentioned about genetics and how people believe that they are predisposed to certain illnesses due to, gene to 
due to genetics. So a bit of a tongue twister there. Um, and yes, genetics do play an important part. Genetics can be passed down, illnesses can be passed down through genetics. However, one of the scientists on the documentary put, he did a little experiment where he put three of the exact same genetics in three different cultures, so different environments. So he had three tubs, same genetics, but, but three different environments, and each genetic produced different results. So, and this shows that it is not just purely down to genetics, but also your environment that has an effect. So for example, if high blood pressure runs in your family, like it does in mine, um, but you ensure that you eat the right foods, do the right exercise and live the correct lifestyle, then you won't get the high blood pressure. But if you're, if high blood pressure runs in your family and you continue to then eat the wrong foods, don't exercise, not live the correct lifestyle, then yes, you, you may get high blood pressure. So environment and nutrition is are very important things to consider. And it's so important not just to be like, okay, um, this disease runs in my genetics, so I'm going to get it. Because that's the worst thing that you can possibly think, because it's just not true. There's so many things that you can do to avoid that happening. Um, and there was another woman on this documentary. There was a lot of people on this documentary. Another woman, she had a lot of childhood trauma, which she had locked away in her mind and forgotten about and later in life had developed this unexplained illness, causing this kind of rash on her skin and other symptoms. And she then kind of went through some emotional healing, did a lot of forgiveness work, which is interesting, forgiveness, going to be discussed in another episode because forgiveness is very, very important. Um, and what happened was she started miraculously healing after trying so many different medica medications, seeing so many different doctors, so many different types of doc doctors. And when then when she started, you know, doing the forgiveness and going through emotional healing, in that, that emotion inside of her, then she started miraculously healing. So the documentary concluded that subconscious negative blocks, so um, neg negative events or traumas, that we are unaware of, or we're aware of, but we've kind of pushed to the back of our minds, but are still at work, can cause illness. And that's just mind-blowing, because none of us could know, because it's in our subconscious, none of us could know if like an illness is festering because of some childhood trauma, or because of um, some kind of you know, negative beliefs, or whatever it is. It's like, Anything could be festering in our subconscious mind, which could come out as any kind of illness later on in life. So it was really interesting, and it's very, um, for me, it kind of showed the importance of even if you think you have got your life sorted out, your life is on track, you've got your career, you've got your family, you've got your friends, you've got everything, you're all good. It's so important to deal with any kind of emotional trauma and that you may have inside of yourself. It's very important to talk about our emotions, to express our emotions, because otherwise, like I said earlier, it it builds up inside of us and creates this density in us. So they also mentioned 
about kids, kids that get sick. Um, and I'm sure that this is a question that a lot of you are asking by now. Um, it's like, what stresses could they possibly have been through to create this illness in them? And the documentary literally says that they don't know. They don't know. They don't know why some kids, some children, some babies are born ill. They can't explain why kids just randomly uh, develop like a life-threatening disease. Um, and they just don't know. They don't know why. But what they do know is that a child's body will respond to the environment that they are given. So if a child has a illness and they are given the correct care, the correct nutrition, the correct lifestyle and the correct environment around them, then their body will respond and they will start to heal. Um, but, you know, that's one of those kind of questions where I don't think you ever really can find the answer for that. It's one of those things in life that just happens you can never really find the answer for it. You know, you don't know why we're on this earth and what we're on this earth to do. And um, it's, it was one of the things that they touched on. There's more information about it in the documentary. So if you want to know more about that, I'd urge you to watch the documentary because, yeah, I don't really know much about this particular point of the documentary. But they did say that they don't know. They can't explain it, but they do know that people's and children's bodies will respond to the environment that they're given. So, some things to do to relieve stress in your life. So, mentioned on the documentary was meditation, as it shuts down the fight or flight response. And studies have shown that the IgA, the immunoglobulin A antibody, Responses, they shoot up ridiculously high in participants during a meditation. And this helps the body to fight disease. Um, and I would say that this also works for mindfulness and yoga and even going for a walk. Whatever you can do to make yourself feel at peace. It was mentioned that social media is a big stress that we need to be aware of as well That in the documentary. But I already previously mentioned that. Um, so, you know, to conclude on that documentary, I feel like the mind clearly has an effect on our body and we need to become aware of the powers of our mind, what our mind can actually do to heal our bodies, what the negative effects that our mind can have on our bodies as well as the positives and how we know to get around that and to be aware of that kind of thing. There are other things at work as well, including genetics, lifestyle, environment, nutrition and exercise. So when you combine all of these things, genetics, lifestyle, environment, nutrition, exercise and the mind, then you're going to have full control of your health, essentially, or more control of your health. I think that at the moment, people rely too much on genetics um, and they kind of forget about lifestyle and environment. Um, and you know that a lot of focus is placed on nutrition and exercise. Nutrition and exercise are very important, and a lot of focus is fit is placed on them. If you want to get fit and healthy, then eat the right foods and do exercise. 
all on that. But it's just not the only thing to think about. Nutrition, exercise and your mindset. It's very important. So through this doc- about this um this podcast episode, I don't want it for it to be like don't listen to your genetics, don't worry about your lifestyle, environment, nutrition or exercise, just worry about your mind and you'll be alright because that's not true. You need to combine all of those elements to really um, make sure that you maintain a healthy lifestyle. Um, So what I will do now with this information is to keep up with normal regimes. Um, I'm going to, you know, make sure that I am living the correct lifestyle, eating the right food, exercising regularly, making sure that I'm happy emotionally, making sure that I deal with my emotions properly so that they don't fester and turn into illnesses later in life, making sure that my mindset is strong and in tune and um, especially when I get ill, especially when I become ill, I need to make sure that my mindset is strong to fight the illness. Um, And I've learnt now to never underestimate the power of your mind. Um, You know, I I use it often for small things like headaches and belly aches, like I mentioned earlier, and it it does work. Like, I had... um, this experience where I was I was at I was at university during a lecture and I started to feel really ill, like like I was getting a flu. Um this was before coronavirus was a thing. Um so like I was getting a, some kind of flu. Um and I was like, Oh god, I've got work later, I can feel myself getting ill. What is it what am I gonna do? And I just was like, Oh my god, I'm just gonna have to go home and see how I feel. So I walked home from uni it was wasn't a nice walk because I was really feeling ill on the whole way home. I got into my house, I like passed out on my bed, like lay on my bed and was just like, Oh my god, I'm so ill. What on earth? Like where has this come from? And then I was like, Right, I need to I'm gonna have to call in sick to work. Um and then I just went, Hold on. Hold on, Doreen. You have control of this. Your mind has control of this, or that's what I'd previously been told. So I was like, Let me try it then, let me test it out. So I said to myself, you're not ill, Lauren. You feel fantastic. I said, I feel fantastic. I've never felt better. I jumped up from my bed, turned on my laptop, and I just started getting on with some uni work. And I just went, I feel fantastic. I feel great. I feel fantastic. Kept saying it to myself. And in the the illness or the symptoms of the illness, like the headache, the runny nose, like the the cough that I had and all this stuff just started fading away and I went to work that day I had a really good shift I had so much fun I was swimming teaching so swimming um, teaching the kids to swim which was so much fun I had such a great shift and then I came home and I was still fine and it was like that illness was just completely gone it was like it never happened during the day and I was like wow if I had actually let that illness overcome me if I'd actually called in sick to work that illness could have become a long-term flu where I'm ill for like a week or so and I really couldn't afford for that to happen so I thought right let me use my mind and I did and it worked so I'm I'm a true believer in this I've tried it myself Um, I've tried it on other people you know it is the truth and you know what I'd like to know from you guys is if you guys believe in this do you think it's true Have you had any kind of similar experiences? 
Or do you think it's just a load of rubbish? <laughs> I'd love to know. So please do get in contact with your thoughts on this. And if you want to know more about this kind of topic, please go ahead and watch the Hill documentary on Netflix. I've only smoke, uh, spoken about a small portion of what they actually talked about and the studies that they show. So if you do want to know some more information, I'd really recommend to go and watch the documentary. Um, and one thing that is very particular to, to my illness history that I wanted to mention in, in this episode is that I used to get like the flu or colds all of the time. Like every year I would be ill for at least a week, at least like five or six times. And like sometimes it would be so serious that I was struggling to breathe and I had to be taken to hosp hospital and I was hospitalized, put on a nebulizer, etc, etc. Um, and I remember that my partner was always saying to me, you always get so ill, Lauren, like, why are you always ill? Whereas he would never be ill, like, he, it was, maybe once a year he'd be ill and that was it. But me, I was ill like six times a year. Um, so that was one thing that I was like, yeah, you're right, why am I always ill? So I just assumed I had a low, low immune system, whatever. And then one thing I really noticed was once I started working on my mindset, was that I stopped getting ill I got ill once last year and I haven't been ill since and that was for that was the first for me like usually it's like six times six times during the year I'm ill last year I got ill once um and I just I couldn't believe it I'm usually always ill and it's just since working on my mindset I have genuinely noticed that I'm was only ill once and so that is a real good improvement I've noticed also just kind of an improvement in my health, in my, in my, um, in like, even just the fat on my body has reduced, the, my exercise regime is good, um, I feel healthier, I feel better able to breathe and things like this, like, I was quite badly asthmatic as a child, that has just gone, completely gone, um, so yeah, I think, so I can clearly see this link between mindset, working on your mind, and your body and the effects that it has and um, how it can make you feel better. So I do believe in this stuff as I, I'm sure you can tell by now. I know it works, I've tried it on myself. I'm really looking forward to learning more about it so that I can just tell you guys. Um, and I really do hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it has been as mind-blowing for you as it was for me. Um, and the next episode is all about me. Yay! So I'm going to be talking about where I am in my life right now, where I'm going or where I wish to go, where I've been, some interesting things that have happened to me in my life recently. Um, and I'm hoping that this next episode can help some people to relate and have a little insight into my world. Um, I kind of I I do believe that it's really important for me to be vulnerable. I want for you to know me, who I am, uh, my things about my life. Because, I mean, as a life coach, if I expect for other people to tell me about their lives, then I should expect to do the same back. So I really look forward to seeing you there. And um, I hope we have a great, a great week. Bye-bye. For more information on this type of topic, free events, inspiration and more, 
follow me on Instagram at l.v underscore coaching. That's l.v underscore coaching and on Facebook at LV coaching. Details are in the show notes. If you have any questions, feedback, or just want to get in touch, email us at lvcoachingservices at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. 